0: Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics.
1: Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
0: I am really pleased to be on this Catholic Radio station because it's going to give me an opportunity, and I just want to thank God for the opportunity. And so many things in my life have happened because of him. So may this be done in his name.
1: Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Very excited today to have one of my mentors on the show, Mr. John Oob. He is a professional development specialist for Dale Carnegie and a very close friend. Welcome to the show, John
0: happy to be here todd
1: just a blessing to have you here you and i have a lot of history but tell us a little bit about yourself
0: well i'm of course a proud graduate of ul all right uh, Go god, god gave me a little ability to play a little football there and it's one of one of really my special memories i have four beautiful children and i was the former director of the port of iberia for 21 years uh, one of the best experiences of my life and then here came Dale Carnegie, and uh, I think i have uh, it's such a faith-based type of company, and I think that's why I've enjoyed it so much all these years.
1: Nice. So where are you from originally?
0: Uh, I was born in New Iberia. Okay. Uh, went to three different high schools, all in Acadiana, uh, and then finished up at UL.
1: Got it. So I see, John, we we, we have some flotons when it comes to church, so I move around a little bit, and John, I think, moves a little bit, too, sometimes, because I feel like I've run into you at maybe at Holy Cross some, but I know mostly at the chapel at UL, but take us back a little bit, John, and tell me where your faith comes from and your earliest memories of, of that. Well, it was an interesting
0: endeavor with my mom and dad. My mom is uh, the cliche, the hard-shell Baptist. My dad was a devout Catholic, and if those two could get together, then I think anything is possible, <laughs> and, and that's really what happened, and my mother, even though she was a staunch Baptist and all of her family, uh, you could almost say, uh, in their minds, there was no other religion, mm-hmm. but my mother converted to the Catholic religion, and that I think was a miracle because then it, it gave us all five children wow. uh, that opportunity to see both sides. We went to many uh, Baptist you know um, services, etc. But my mother converting and understanding that we all worship the same person, Absolutely. Jesus Jesus. So that gave me uh, a really good background to understand the differences in the religion. And, of course, when she converted, it was, it was kind of magic.
1: Nice. And who, who would you say was the tipping point for was it? Was it um, your father or the family? How did that happen?
0: My mom, you know, she could have been a college graduate and not going to college. Uh, just a, what a great lady. And she, uh, if you will, learned and accepted the doctrine of the Catholic faith and what it stood for, and said, I can do this, and I have
1: no problem in converting. That's beautiful. So John's day job is uh, Dale Carnegie, and I call Dale Carnegie, this is me, John, I call it Curcio for Business, Mm -hmm. because my Curcio experience was a supernatural spiritual thing in my life. And really Dale Carnegie did the same thing for me in a, in a, in a business way. I believe Mr. Dale Carnegie was a Catholic, but tell us a little bit about your affiliation with, with them. Um,
0: Dale Carnegie, um, when, when the, the circumstances at the Port of Iberia put me in a position for another career and I listened and I was interviewing for the position at the time in this area and Throughout the entire dialogue of our exchange, there was a, a belief in faith. The faith of um, all things are possible if you just believe. All things are possible if you just understand that perhaps there's a, there's a, a motivating force that sometimes is spiritual, sometimes it's real or whatever. And I and felt that. And the position gave me such a freedom to be with my family, to go to my LSU football, to do my Mm -hmm. duck hunting, to do all of this. So it's it's like uh, Jesus says, I'm gonna give you a job that uh, you're gonna be happy doing
1: everything. Yeah, and so for those who don't understand or know about Dale Carnegie, so there's a Lafayette and Baton Rouge chapter, I guess, of Dale Carnegie, and they put on courses. It's about a 13-week course. You go in and it's a public speaking course, but it's much, much more than that. It's really I, I kind of feel like it's it's personal development of yourself. And I tell you, for my faith life, you know, to be able to go out and stand in front of people and profess your faith, that's one thing that was a benefit for me through Dale Carnegie, and to meet others and to care about them. But Mister Dale Carnegie, and I, I, you know, how to win friends and influence people—that's the book he wrote. But but he, most of the principles are very Catholic Christian based, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah, and I believe he was a Catholic, right? Uh, he yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. you know. And and there are like you you know better than me. You can tell these stories, but some of the share with them some of the pointers that that there are through Dale Carnegie, you know, in the Little Gold Book. I love that little book. I keep it. In and and it,
0: there's thirty principles that uh, you, you got to remember. This this program started in 1935. Mm. That's a long time ago. And here they are, some 110 years later, and they still mean just as much as they did then. Mm. You know, so uh, one quick little example in a class, we we had a director of nursing. Uh, She was managing 60 nurses. And everybody gets to say, you know, why I might need to take this course. And I was... That was my first class that I listened to when I was thinking about the Dale Corney career. And she said, managing 60 nurses, well, we already knew what she was going to say, but she surprised everyone. She said, I want Dale Corning, I know there's one session on dealing with stress and how to put it in perspective. I want Dale Corning to help me get along with my son. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, this is not going to happen in this course her son awarded her her graduation certificate and and there was not a dry eye in that class and that was so powerful for me because it just gave me how how big a spectrum uh, the agenda could be for anyone
1: yeah i mean i've been to many graduation (laughs) ceremonies our employees are you know pretty much mandated to take it our managers and and it is very emotional john and 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 to see the other side i've never shared this much with you but People, you know, that have communication issues maybe with their family, you know, uh, but Dale Carnegie seems to bring that together. I know many of our employees, their family has shown up, they're so proud. Mm -hmm. I know like for my daughter Ashley's taking it right now. And Every week my wife has a conversation with me or her. Hey, what'd you talk about this week? What's, you know, tell me what your speech was about and all this and so it's a a family investment for sure. It's more than just that person taking the course. It's like everybody's taking the course. And I remember when I had my little girls and I took the course many years ago was when the Saints won the Super Bowl, I remember that and uh and i would go home and my girls would all just be bouncing off the sofa wanting to know what what i learned what we talked about i Mm. love it you know yeah yeah that's that's good stuff so what what most of our listeners may not know our connection uh our john and i's connection is a supernatural one because i uh go through many devotionals in my rosary on a daily basis and john is, is at the forefront of my rosary every day and he had been diagnosed with some illness. And I guess if you want to, could you share that story with us? Ab-
0: absolutely. I'll be glad to. Um, you know, a lot of times in life, everybody thinks they're bulletproof. And, and um, the, the lady that used to work for us, uh, I think all she ever did was iron our clothes <laughs> with five children. And I, and I asked Tita, I said, Tita, if you could have the fondest wish in the world, one wish and God would grant it to you, what would it be? And she said, My health. And uh, that really hit me uh, almost five years ago. I was diagnosed with uh, stage four colon cancer. And it, it um, humbling would probably be the, the, the word that I could use, but it, it really was one of the stopping points in life that you, you, you never anticipate this is going to happen. And uh, the diagnosis was not that good. I had the surgery. Uh, My children made arrangements to go to M.D. Anderson. And uh, Todd, that's almost five years ago. And uh, if anyone does not understand the power of God, the power of Jesus, the power of your faith, come talk to me. Because I'll tell you the reason I am still here today uh, is because surely M.D. Anderson had its place. M.D. Anderson did the chemo and what an experience that was but just some quick summations of, of the circumstances uh, about six months ago after uh, MD Anderson decided to take me off of chemo and I've been off of chemo now for a year and six months and when I met with them um, a few months ago um, there was always a puzzling look every time we would meet. And finally we had that, okay, let's just get to the meat of things. And they said, John, come look at this screen. We have some research and we want to show you that. Number one, chemo does not cure colon cancer. But there's a case history here, 0.24 tenths of 1%. Two tenths of 1%. Sometimes something happens And that's you and that's you so there's a 99.98 chance that I should not be here today and they had no explanation for it except they decided that at that point in time chemo might be doing worse for you than it would be doing as good so they took me off of it that's a year and six months ago and I, I don't want to sound like uh, this is going to happen to everyone because everybody has a different case. You can't say that what I went through, oh, it's going to happen to you too. Mm-hmm. It's just God's mystery. It's just, it happens that way. But on one of those journeys through these last four years, uh, I woke up one time in the middle of the night, and uh, I'm not asking anyone to. Uh, accept this as a gospel. I'm only sharing this with if to try to make the point of perhaps why I feel these these things have happened. And Jesus was in my room. It was in a white robe. And and, and I, I never forgot that. And I I tried to say this is Mirage, this is I'm having a dream or whatever. And I reached out with my soul. I really did to him, and I said, and he said, my son, you are healed. And I, I, um, it, it's a real story for me. It, it may be difficult for someone else to try to accept it or understand it, but it was real for me. Now, back to the real world, and I have never lost that encounter if you will in that circumstance but you know you come back to the real world with this i, w- I was in uh, the oncology center right here in lafayette and todd forgive me but i'm just taking the whole floor no, this,
1: hey no this is your floor we are loving this story i know <laughs> and, and, if i can and, speak for our listeners we want more keep going and, and
0: so i'm back to the real world i'm at the oncology center here in lafayette and one of the doctors, we were talking, and, and this is the real world. Uh, uh, John, you, you have a 95% chance this is going to return, and probably for the worst. I think I stopped breathing for a minute. Uh, it was one of the hardest and most difficult. You know, uh, so how am I going to trust Jesus? I mean, here's the real world. Here's the real world, the supernatural world. The real world says you got a 95% chance that you're not going to make it. So I left. I left there numb. And I, I got in my car, and I went to the sugarcane fields that I was brought up around, around the Louisville area. And I, I still own some of that land that my dad had. So I said, I'm just going out to the land. And I'm going to ride around the land. And I kept riding around the the turn rows and riding around. And I said, God, you got to help me with this one. I've been throwing a hell of a curveball here. Uh, No answer. And I kept riding around and riding around. This is about an hour. And I said, God, I'm not leaving this field (laughs) until I hear from you. I'm going to get a message. So help me. This is what the message was. My son, that was nothing but a test. Listen to what I am about to tell you. I will decide your faith. I will decide when it's time for you to go. All that was was a test of your faith to still have belief and confidence in me. And I left there, and that 95% endeavor, I don't even think about it. I forgot about it. I forgot about it. I'll, it was a test.
1: Uh, so beautiful. I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Mr. John Oob. He is a professional development specialist for Dale Carnegie, and he is sharing such a beautiful story. Again, um, John's been in my prayers, you know, every day in, in the front of my rosary. And, uh, you know, just I'm, I'm, I'm watching a miracle. From, from I got a front row seat uh, to see John. If you see John today, he looks amazing, uh, healthy man, and uh, has been through so much. And, and I want to hear more about that story. So I know you have a beautiful wife, and, uh, and she's had to go through this with you. But share, if you wouldn't mind, somehow, that, how have you been able to do
0: this? Well, uh, number one, you know who's at the pinnacle. You know who's at the of top. Course. And that's, that's Jesus Christ. But the absolute beautiful lady in my life, Sandra, has been such a partner in this battle. I don't know if I'd have made it without her. Uh, my four children, they're like, they're like four angels that have helped me through this. My brothers, my sisters, my whole family. Uh, the opening words when I was first diagnosed with this in MD Anderson, uh, Dr. Overman told me, he says, Your mind, how you deal with this mentally is going to be half of the battle." you can't go through a battle like this without support without your family your children and and all of these folks who have been so instrumental i can't tell you todd what the par- prayers that you say for me have helped and and you, you might say well is, is it is it just the catholic faith or whatever uh, if with your permission i want to share one other little yeah. story um the, the man that I work for, uh, just a fantastic people and company that I work with, uh, is a Pentecost. And he asked me one day, John, would you please attend one of our healing missions? And I said, absolutely. Well, yeah, I have, I'm, I'm just like everybody. Uh, well, I'm, a, I'm a Catholic. You know, I don't want to even think about another religion or whatever. But I went there with hesitation. I went there with... This is not the way we do it, et cetera, et cetera. So I went because something said for me to go. When I got there, I listened, and nothing was connecting. And the preacher came up and said, all religions were founded by man. All religions, Catholic, Pentecost, Baptist, Episcopal, all of these religions were founded by man they are constantly changing because man always wants to change what's best for him and he wants to change it in my way in the way i see it he said the only true religion on this earth is the one jesus christ founded jesus founded the religion and he only said one thing to all of us. Now, this is I'm, I'm quoting, mm-hmm. quoting the sermon. And he only said one thing. We only ask, and Jesus said, the only thing I'm asking is for you to believe, especially those who have not seen. Just believe. So he says, I'm asking the congregation to there, believe that this healing mission will help someone. Not through any faith, just believe it. Todd, that was so powerful for me. I I did a testimony to that sermon and I sent it to him what it meant to me. And at that point, uh, when I realized that John, that's the same thing happened to you. All you did was believe in Jesus, just like he said. So that was a an interesting, And it kind of opened my eyes to what all other religions, just, just remember, the only true religion is the one Jesus founded. Yeah.
1: yeah, so in the Gospels recently, there's been a lot of Jesus doing the healings, you know, Bartimaeus and the blind man and and um, just on and on, the lady that, that's bent over. And, you know, I, I'm thinking, I'm listening to you tell these stories and that's what's coming to my mind about how you know, Jesus said, "What can I do for you?" You know, mm-hmm. "What can I do for you?" And, and and I believe I can hear John say, "Hey, uh, heal me," and 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 then Jesus, when he does what he has for you, no doubt, he says, "Your faith has saved you." Right? I mean, exactly. And, and you know, Todd, a lot of times I
0: have, okay, why did why did he do this? I mean, there's so many other people that that don't have this kind of outcome. So so why why me? Why did this happen? And I've struggled with that for some time. But in the last year, I think I have what I believe is the reason. I, I have not always had some of the things in my life I, I'm, I'm very disappointed with. You know, some of the things that I've done, uh, all of these. And, and they have haunted me, uh, the disappointment I've had with my family and, and everything. And I truly believe Jesus said, I am going to heal you, but you're going to be a different person. You're going to be the kind of person that is going to live with the principles and guidelines of your faith, of your belief in me, and what I can do. And Todd, that is what's happening to me, and all of those other circumstances. I've put them behind me. So, Jesus, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to make you well, but you got to do your part. You have to now come back and be the person that I saved you for.
1: Yeah, you know, John, I believe, you know, he's out there um, selling Dale Carnegie. He's enrolling students and it is such a wonderful just a wonderful experience and 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 i would i would definitely challenge our listeners to look into it and if you want to advance in your prayer life or your business life i mean you need to get in touch with this guy uh but to know that his attitude which is it's an attitude class like it's all about always being positive for me and that is who you are john and that is why you're here today i mean i feel like you know your attitude has saved you as well like you know but I guess for those that have those challenges, was there fear? I'm sure you had fear, and how did you overcome that fear? You know.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, um, and they say, well, okay, I just left MD Anderson last week, and you know, uh, I think Dale Carnegie. This, it's sometimes stories are more powerful than than any written words. And I, when I was waiting, waiting, waiting for the doctor to come in, give me the results of the CT scan, but it wasn't the doctor, it was his assistant and her assistant. and I said, "Well, what are you you know what are you guys doing here? I'm waiting to see the world." She walked in and she says, "I have nothing but good news for you Whoa. and but the more powerful message was, she said, You don't understand what a joy this is for us personally, because we all all of us have half of the time. It's such a hard thing for us to give the bad news and what's, you know, you know, we hate to tell you that it's and she said, This is such a, a, a fresh air. This is such an enlightening moment. We wanted to be here, and I wanted my assistant to say, sometimes there are miracles. Mm. And I told her i said let me add one
1: word it's a spiritual miracle that's why i'm here no doubt you know one of the blessings for me when i left kursia was that i this i told my friends you know i just don't have the fear of death like i like i would have had before you know that faith um gave me that courage uh call it encouragement whatever just that boldness to say okay god you got me Take me where you want do you have a do you still have a fear of death? Tell, tell me about that, how that
0: is Todd uh, that's an excellent question because for three years I did. I, I mean I, I'm gonna be away from my children I'm gonna I, I don't know how else to put it. I'm gonna die you know and it, it consumed me uh, but there, there are passages and there are circumstances that happen and that moment in that field uh i think changed me forever that that fear it's it's in the background granted but it's not prevalent yeah it's not it's not part of my everyday thinking now
1: that's well said you know i I think that's it right it's it's always going to be there we're all going to die but you know, and, and we know that. But And uh, even my mom, you know, had a deep, deep faith, and, and she struggled at the end. Uh, and she had such fear of death, which surprised me because she had such a deep faith, and it bothered me. It was like, well, maybe I should be more scared. You know, maybe I need to be more scared of, of dying. But it, it, it bothered me that her faith wasn't, you know, I guess just in a different place. And And then at the end, though, at the very end, she made the comment that, "Hey, I'm good. I, 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 me and God have made peace, and I'm not mm. fear. I'm, I have no more fear." And I guess going through what you've gone through, you know, you've been th- you've been through that. You know, it's like get busy living or get busy dying, right? Right. And there,
0: there, 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 there's some passages in the Bible, and I and I really believe this. Jesus may not help you if you don't do your part. You can say, "I want to be healed. I want this to happen. I want," but if you don't show to him that you truly are living the Christian life and its principles and the Ten Commandments, you know, look, I violated a whole bunch of them, you know. But uh, I I think I now have proof in my own thinking and my own life. If you believe, if you truly believe, some miracle is going to happen in your life. I don't. It, it. It. That just happens to be mine.
1: Yeah, I believe that. I do. I do. Just a couple of minutes left on the show. You know, uh, just some thoughts of mine. I always like to share where I am in my prayer life. But you know, thinking of the 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 the, the sacraments of the Eucharist and the wine. I had this thought that, and we went to the wine country recently, you know, someone has to make the wine. You don't, you don't just find wine on the side of the road. You, you've got to cultivate the grapes and age them and all that. And, and, and the same thing with the Eucharist. You have to make the bread. You can get the flour and all that, but you gotta, it's got to be made by a human, by hands. So that is our part. You mentioned that we have a part, right? Mm-hmm. So in, even in the sacraments, we have, a, we have to provide our part, and then Jesus does the rest. Amen. You know, I Amen. think that's it. So uh, again, John, just a blessing for, to have you on the show. You're you're uh, an inspiration to me and to all all good Cajun Catholics out there. Just one of the greatest men I knew, and and God has blessed him in so many ways. And you're a miracle, and I love you, John. Oh, God, reciprocal. I love you too, Todd. All right. You've been listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest was Mr. John Oob. He is a professional development specialist for Dale Carnegie. Look him up on online. And I uh, highly recommend that you uh, take that next step in your faith life or your business and, uh, and go see John. And, uh, again, uh, you can hear any of our previous uh, episodes on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you just search Cajun Catholics. And we always challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Until next time, God bless.
0: God bless.